0% finance, 100% confidence with a 212 Volkswagen Atla Hartz Volkswagen Kilkenny. We have new car offers including low-age PCP finance on a range of models, including the all-electric ID3, the iconic Golf and the new Tiguan, along with service plans at $12.99 per month. Visit lahartzvolkswagen.ie. Volkswagen. Finance provided by Volkswagen Financial Services Ireland and subject to lending criteria. Terms and conditions apply. With a look back over the weekend sport action, this is Full Time on KCLR with Eddie Scally. And you're very welcome to Full Time on KCLR with myself, Eddie Scally, in the hot seat. Facebook down, WhatsApp down, Instagram down, and it's lashing down. What more could go wrong on a Monday evening? But at least you've got me for the next 45 to 50 minutes and own minding me as well. But it's been a brilliant weekend for sport this weekend across uh, Ireland. And we're, we're going to start as with horse racing. We had, of course, the PwC Champion Chase weekend in Gorham Park. And we had big racing as well from Tipperary. And I'm delighted to be joined on the line by Danny Mullins, who returned from injury this weekend to actually mop up and win both the PwC Champion Chase and the Great Tree Hurdle in Tipperary. Danny, thanks a million for taking the call. Yeah, thanks. It's, uh, it's great to be back in action and uh, yeah, that was a good weekend. It? It, it certainly was. Danny, we'll start with Gorham Park really on, on Saturday. Obviously, put the kettle on not being a runner um, was a bit disappointing for people on the day, but the ground was just probably still still the wrong side for that type of a horse. It was still kind of summer good ground to be fair. Yeah, you know, looking out the window now, it's lashing rain, but, uh, you know, that's uh, one person's misfortune, and uh, I was quite happy when she came out. There's no need for me to be taken on any more than I have to. And, and the race itself, Danny, um, obviously I had, a, I had a bird's eye view of it, I suppose you had a better view yourself where you were, but I, I had a really good view of it, but kind of coming after you jumped the third last, I think coming up to the second last, it looked like you were going to take the Brave Man's route up the inner and you switched and I think it was a, a race win and move really, the, the switch you made between the last two fences. Yeah, I I just got I had a little bit of interference over the third last which uh, left me maybe a, a little bit further back on Jack Kendy's horse going to the second last and I got a good jump there but Jack, you know, he's a, he's a good tactical rider too and he wasn't going to let me through the gap if I wasn't going to be into it quick enough so I just made a, a split second decision to switch I got out and got rolling again got a great jump at the last and a willing partner to, to go and win the race and it, there was a, there was a fair uh, amount of cheering. I think it was great. I think people love to see a, a local winner. I know it was the favourite as well, which obviously punters tend to latch onto. But um, you know, it, obviously with these COVID times, you've been racing behind closed doors for for a long time. But it must have been a nice feeling as well to get a good cheer when you were passing over the winning post. Ah, uh, definitely. You know, it's been a a little bit of a somber mood maybe at the race courses for for the last eighteen months and to see crowds coming back uh, it's fantastic you know I was lucky enough to uh, go up to Croke Park and some of those uh, sporting events uh, during the summer while I was out injured and you know to see people back again it brings that electric feel to sport and and that's a very big part of what goes on day to day in sport and and yesterday Danny you, you, you headed to Tipperary there the, the great tree hurdle there um, the, you were riding Sally for Rich Rich um, very 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 good horse and a, and a very I thought it was a very straightforward winner for you on the day yeah you know he's a decent horse uh, I'd won a Morgiana hurdle before and probably looked like one that could develop into a champion hurdle type and, and just fell away for whatever reason 
over the last season and a bit. But you know, this year he's came back with a great spark in him. He was a good winner of a Galway hurdle with top weight, which is no easy feat. And you know, he was presented a nice opportunity to win what was a competitive race yesterday. But I suppose he had the fitness edge and got the job done well. And and Danny, for yourself, you know, like. I, I spoke to you last Thursday there and you were saying that, you know, maybe Listowel was just a little bit of a week too early that you could have took it on. But, like, you, you've really been through the wars for the last few months. Like, it's, you know, how have you managed to keep yourself right, you know, to come back as quick as you have from, from your injury? You might just actually explain to your, the listeners there about your injury first, if you don't mind. Yeah, so I suppose um, I was down in Limerick the 10th of July. I'd won the first race for John Ryan and I got a fall uh, in the next race and I broke uh, or fractured my C7 vertebrae in my neck and crushed two vertebrae in my thoracic spine as well, the middle of my back. So I was, uh, yeah, out for what? I think uh, I was back riding out at home after eight weeks and back racing after 12 weeks. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm very fortunate that I've a lot of good support behind me. Uh, the team up in Santry have done a fantastic job. I think after three weeks after the fall, I was back in the gym doing some light exercises to keep the mobility there and not allow uh, that much muscle wastage. Uh, I think I was getting a few strange looks heading into the gym with a neck brace on me, but it's paid off. And, uh, like, the discipline that that must take, I, I assume you're very disciplined in your diet generally anyway. Like, uh, like I see you, you're in, you're in great condition, but when you're carrying an injury like that and it really restricts the training you can do, does that mean that you have to punish yourself in other areas to, to, to make sure that you don't turn into a chubby lad like me? Um, not really. I suppose I'm I'm fortunate enough. Um, I, I put on maybe five or six pounds while I was out, but you know, while I was doing a, a little bit of work all the time, uh, it was keeping me ticking over. Uh, I suppose with the modern advancements in physiotherapy and how well the physios and you know the rehab men can work with the surgeons and specialists in the hospitals it's it's very good to be able to find a, a fine balance uh, between both and you know movement and physical activity is as good a healer as anything once you're doing it in the right way and and for yourself then coming back like is it just pure excitement to get back in there or is there a little bit of nerve or is that something that you don't even consider it's just get straight back out there Oh, it was very exciting, you know. Uh, once I'd seen my name declared on a couple in Goran, um, pretty much like a child at Christmas, yeah, I couldn't wait to get back into it. And I, I, I was obviously very busy on the track on Saturday, so I didn't get to notice, but I do know from, from experience you're, you're definitely your granny's favourite um, <laughs> grandson. Uh, I wasn't sure, was, was, was Mrs Mullins in Goran Park or was she in France at the weekend? I don't think she was in Gorn. Um, I'm not sure. Did she travel to France or not now? Uh, I'll have to ask my father that one. But I'm sure wherever she was, she was cheering us on. She she keeps a good eye on all the grandchildren. 
think Charlie Mullins might be sneaking up the list as the favourite one at the moment. <laughs> He's got youth on his side, Danny, I suppose. That's probably the big thing for Charlie. And just talking about things in France, um, Princess Zoe, you know, in, in the Prix de Cadran, how, how did everything work out after the race? How did she come out of it? Yeah, I spoke to Tony on Sunday morning and he said she's came out of the race very well. You know, he, he was uh, a bit disappointed, but uh, I think watching the race, she ran she ran a fine race. Uh, the fact that she turned into the straight travelling so well maybe says they didn't go a good enough gallop early on. She never seems to win a race looking very fancy. She She really slogs things out, so... Going back to Ascot and Champion say, I think it's a fortnight or three weeks on, hopefully a bit more rain, a good stiff test around there, and you could see her back to her best again. And in many of yesterday's, like, you know, Stradivarius, you'd imagine wouldn't go to Ascot. You'd, you'd assume the ground would be gone for Stradivarius at that stage. But Trushan, would you expect Trushan or would you expect Stradivarius even to turn up at, at Ascot? I suppose it all depends on how trainers see their horses coming coming out of the races. Um, you know, Princess Zoe won in Longchamp last year and went back a fortnight later for another Group 1 and ran a fine race. But that was always going to be a bit more difficult last year, travelling home from France and back to France again, where travelling to Ascot will be a lot shorter of a trip so hopefully it'll make uh, it much more manageable to run to her best and uh, this is probably a load of questions Danny but the, the ground yesterday in France like it was very clear yesterday watching the Arc de Triumph the ground was completely bottomless ground but on Saturday like I've seen two different going descriptions I've seen a French going description which had it down as very soft and then I've seen a turf track going description of good to soft did, did Tony give you any guide as to what or what did the ground look like to you on the TV yeah he said you know it was it was on the slow side over there you know it wasn't very soft you know I, I think uh, sometimes the, the French translations of, of ground can be somewhat different to what way we describe it here he he would have loved to have seen the rain come in uh, the night before the Cadran but it, it came in for the arc so that's just the look of the game you know you you take your chance and I'd be remiss of me not to, to say it about the, the Prix de Labby there Ronan Whelan um, gave an absolute wonderful ride to a case of you there to, to pick up that prize yesterday yeah definitely you know fantastic day for, for Ronan Whelan and Edo McGuinness you know Edo has been shown what a proper trainer he is all year he's another fantastic Galway festival and Ronan to, to get a winner on, on a big stage like that I, I texted him last night and he he was beside himself he said he couldn't believe it but it just goes to show put the man on the horse and he can get the job done he's a world class rider No he, he most certainly is and we're all very much delighted for him Danny just with the change in weather before I let you go when you see rain bucketing down like this is is this now when the real buzz of excitement starts to, to, to kick into the, your homework there back in, in Willie's yard. Is this now the time that you can see the ground starting to twist a little bit into, into the way you want it and we'll start seeing some of these superstars coming back? Yeah, hopefully. Now, you know, Willie doesn't tend to have them going too early in the season and he'll wait until there's a significant amount of rain before they start to step up their work and you know, nobody can fault uh, that method over the last couple of seasons. So 
the more rain that falls, the better and the, the more exciting it's going to be as we, we get into some proper racing, you know, starting off there in Gorn with those listed and graded races. It's the first sign of a proper national hunt race and coming in for the winter and hopefully over the next couple of weeks we're, we're going to see plenty more of the stars coming out again. No, well, Danny, thanks a million for taking my call this evening. Congratulations on, number one, getting back and getting back so quickly, but obviously more importantly, winning the two big races over the weekend. Thanks a million, Eddie. That is, th- thank you, Danny. That is, of course, Danny Mullins, uh, jockey there, Kilkenny man, and what a wonderful weekend he did have. And of course, Princess Zoe, his father, Tony's horse, finishing fifth in the Prix de Cadron, won the race last year. Probably the ground didn't suit, but hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll get a load of rain over at Ascot, and Tony will bring Princess Zoe over there, and she'll run with uh, great aplomb, and, and, and fingers crossed, maybe even win that race for Tony over in Ascot. We'll take a break there. Full-time on KCL or with thanks to the full range of Volkswagen commercial vehicles at Lahards, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny, lahardsvolkswagen.ie. And you're very welcome back to full time on KCLR there. Owen is having a little bit of a panic attack on the, on, on the background on me. Just about miraculous recoveries. We're talking with Danny Mullins coming back from a, a nasty injury and he's back up and going again. And he had two great wins at the weekend. And we wish him the very best going into the winter season. I'm sure he'll have many, many more. But another remarkable comeback from another brilliant Kilkenny man was Paulstown's Darren O'Neill, who became the cruiserweight champion, elite champion of Ireland at the weekend. Darren, you must be absolutely thrilled. Yeah, uh, obviously we are. Look, it was a last-minute decision to enter the championships, but uh, yeah, we're absolutely delighted because you know we've obviously competed in a lot of them at this stage. But we know just how hard they are to win. Um, it, it took me; it was me fifth attempt or fifth time entering the, the elites that I actually won the first one. So I know just how precious they are. Um, you know, and we're delighted to get the win. And, and look, it, I suppose it, it's been a horrible two years. So I think uh, it was it was nice to know the club has started back. Uh, in Paulstown this week so you know I think it's a, it's a nice incentive for the kids something to look at um, you know something that they, they can aspire to and like the fight itself you know it was a unanimous decision 5-0 uh, over over Fuelon um, you know you were it was comprehensive your victory in it but um, you missed the semi-final due to your opponent's injury is that correct? Yeah I'm not I'm not overly sure why um, they pulled out but look it was I suppose it was a little, little bit of a blessing in disguise for me because I did get a small cut myself the week before in the quarterfinals and I had two stitches um, in the eye now I had, I had them removed and I'm sure it would have held up fine but um, you know it, was, it just gave me that extra week kind of to, to heal over yeah, because I wondered that. I was chatting to one of my friends and it said to me, when we seen that the semi-final wasn't going to happen, he was saying, you know, this is probably great for Darren that he gets another week's rest. And I was kind of thinking, yeah. you know, if you're going well, the momentum can be, you know, you know, like if you have built up a bit of momentum, maybe the, the fight might have been better for you, you know, but obviously with the stitches, it probably, you know, as you said yourself, it is that it did work out as a bit of a blessing. Yeah, just I suppose you know if I hadn't been caught, I would have obviously been hoping for the fight. Um, you know because as I say, I haven't been in the ring in, in so bloody long. <laughs> you know it's over a year since I sparred. Um, so you know a few rounds would have uh, I suppose helped to get more of that rust off. But uh, look, it worked out in the end anyway. And Darren, at, at 36, you've become the oldest elite uh, men's champion. In, in where, <laughs> when did you decide? Do you know what? I'm going to actually go back and have a crack at this at 36. I decided on the was the, the the day before the, the entries, uh, or the, the deadline for the entries. Um, I suppose I had been down in in, in uh, with the parents at the start of September. 
and uh, we went out for a few uh, few drinks and food. And I said, "I drive, so I'm not going to drink." And Mum said, "Asked me why you know," and I joke and I said, "Oh, I'm going to delete." Um, and then the following day, I said, yeah, "Come on, we'll get into the club and we'll do a bit of chat. You know, we'll do some pads, which I hadn't done in a long, long time." So that went well, and I came back up uh, to my house then on Monday. I said to the girl, "Well, I was alright yesterday, so I couldn't see how fit I actually am." So I suppose the, the talk kind of crept into the mind maybe at that stage. Um, went out to the sprint session. I got through it. I was very tired, obviously, but I got through it. Um, and I said, "Let's see if I'm sore tomorrow." Uh, I wasn't too bad, so I went down and bet the bag up uh, for a few rounds that evening. And I rang uh, Ollie that evening. I said, "Look, the, the deadline is tomorrow. Let's put the name in." So he obviously thought it was going okay um, because he said, "Yeah, walk away." So you know, it was just it was that that quickly, isn't it? The first weekend of September, you know, and, and you you were put in for the draw. Whatever was that three days later? Yeah. Uh, yeah. th- there's loads of people listening to the radio now Darren and thinking to themselves I might run out to the shed here now and start smacking a bag and then go for a quick sprint <laughs> I, I, I'm yeah. pretty confident that you were in fairly good condition before you went and done that yeah no of course I, like, I, I train away the whole time um, it, you know it's just I suppose happen for me at this stage you know I, I like to keep myself in shape and, and keep the weight off and stuff but uh, yeah I, I've been training hard um, you know I suppose it started when everything was kind of closed down I was doing a lot of running Um They've got a lower half marathon since the start of the year, and then as uh, things started open back up a little bit, I was able to get down to the club by myself and you know just work my the bags there. So again, just keeping keeping in shape, um, you know. So uh, obviously, as you say, you can't just decide overnight to enter into something. You know, it had to have the 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 basis or the the basic stuff done and and the the fitness stuff done. So you know, I'm just lucky that I do keep myself in shape. And hurling is is hurling finished for you completely now? Where do you still go and smack it around a little bit? Oh, I didn't even I do know. I was poking the ball for the the, the dog to chase after us. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I would love to, but you know, it's just it's hard to have time and whatnot. But and yeah, I'm over that long as well. Like you know, it would take me. I get thirty six now. It would take me a good year, year and a half of, of playing to get back to any level. Um, or it's pretty much yes, you know. Um, um, but yeah. And what next with, with boxing? I mean, like, you know, the age waits for nobody. You're 36 now, you've done the elite. You know, yeah. what, do you, what do you think and what's next for you? Absolutely no idea. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was just decided a few days before to enter it and, you know, an outer asked me to go into squad training. Uh, there's World Championships later this month. Um, well, I might have to talk to work and see what the, could it work out, but I don't, I don't know what to answer you. Um, I just went in, you know. I said, "Well, I'm still able." Um, you know, the hunger was still there, and the interest is still there. You know, so um, the payment just worked out nicely for us. So we'll have to wait and see what will happen next. No, Darren, we will all wait with bated breath to see what happens next. But but for now, all we can say is, you know, massive congratulations to you. It's it's a remarkable feat to do what you've done, and everybody in Kilkenny is so proud of your achievements yet again on winning the elite title this weekend. Thank you very much. That's brilliant. Thank you, Darren. That is, of course, former Olympian Darren O'Neill, who won the cruiserweight Irish title in the National Stadium. And I would remind our listeners at home when Darren said that he decided three days before the entries to go out and smack the bag and go for a run, before he decided to enter the elites, he would, of course, been at an extremely high level of fitness, I don't think, on the way home this evening, pull in the car and see if you can go and box that. So, Darren, he's, he's very modest in what he's done, but his achievement at his age to do that is absolutely remarkable. And, and well done to Darren and everybody in 
involved in Paulsdown. Before we take an ad break, I'm going to just bring you up to date with some of the results from the weekend in Carlo's Football Championship in the Michael Ling Motors Senior Football Championship. Bagnellstown Gales versus Mount Leinster Rangers was live on KCLR yesterday and that finished Bagnellstown Gales 5 points, Mount Leinster Rangers 4 points. A very low scoring game but the weather conditions were absolutely atrocious. Massive wins in that. In the Group 1 game, Ratvilli versus Old Lachlan finished on a scoreline of Ratvilli 1 goal and 17 points. Old Lachlan 1 goal and 5 points. And in Group 2, Palatine versus Aero Oak finished Palatine 8 points Aero Oak 3 goals and 14 points and in the other game in the Senior Football Championship O'Hanrahan's versus Tin Ryland finished O'Hanrahan's 1 goal and 4 points Tin Ryland 1 goal and 12 points so that's you up to date with the Football Championships from Carlo after the break we're going to be looking at the Kilkenny Senior Hurling Championship matches from the weekend Full time on KCLOR. With thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at Lahartz, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny, lahartzvolkswagen.ie. And you're very welcome back to Full Time on KCLR. Now we're going to switch our attention to senior hurling in Kilkenny. And at the weekend, we had our League Shield final and League final. Plus, we had first round championship knockout games, which were doubling up as quarterfinals in relegation. And joining me on the line is our every week correspondent there for the hurling, Robbie Dowling. Robbie, thanks a million for taking the call again this evening. Thanks, Eddie. Good to talk to you. Robbie, we're going to start with the League Shield final, if that's OK. Um, Mulnavat, the surprise packages, really, of this year's championship versus James Stevens. Um, a good contest, a good high-scoring contest. Yeah, good game, Eddie. I think, um, by all accounts, Mulnavat uh, had a good game, really. You know, they were playing against a very strong village side, obviously. You know, they would have been going into that game as a favourite. And I think 221 to 115, probably fair reflection of the game. Um, I was talking to a couple of people over at and they said the village was just a stronger the two sides. That would have been expected by a lot of um, neutral players to throw in. But I think a good win for the village and a good game to get for Mullinavat as well. Coming off the back of the league game, a good, good two win victories in the league, obviously, against Comer and Oroxes. I think just uh, kind of a very good competitive game against a side that you would presume would be challenging um, come the last stages of the championship. It good as they entered the championship themselves. So, um, yeah, I think for both sides, it was a good test look. I think the field it's not obviously the biggest trophy going and the village will be happy to collect this Mullinavat I don't think they'll be too disturbed uh, haven't been defeated but I think both sides are entering the championship now on the back of some really good form obviously so because they're finished second in their group so it'll be interesting to see how their championship campaigns do pan out but I think both sides are in a healthy vein of form going into the championship now into those quarterfinal pictures and in the other game in the league final uh, Robbie we had Clara against Bennett's Bridge finished the scoreline of 16 points to Clara and 19 points Bennett's Bridge Bennett's Bridge are you know they're, they're grinding out all these wins they're, they're, they're going very well they really are I think you think back to their first win obviously against Ballyhale they were explosive um, I think all the rest has actually been in around uh, one or two scores these days but they've been kind of uh, decisive victories as well you know they've been the better sides in all those games I think the three point victory against Ballyhale that first day they were well ahead, let, let the Shamrocks back into it, but they held out. Um, the second game, obviously, a three-point win again against Lee Downey. And just to be strong as the two sides, maybe a bit of senior experience over the last couple of years has really come to the fore. Then, obviously, that was the final league game that was postponed said last weekend against Rowan Seag. Again, they got over the line, even though they probably never really got with her third year, I think, to be honest. You know, they were never at their best, but they just had enough for Rowan to see. Uh, three wins and three, and obviously, they came into a league final against the Clara side, who are in seriously good form themselves picking up five points in the league over possible six. So I expected a close game, it was a close game, but something about Bennett's Bridge is a bit different this year, Eddie, I think. You know, they were kind of 
and maybe contenders the last number of years. Obviously, very talented players. You think the likes of Lee Blanchfield, Sean Morrissey, um, Davy Blanchfield, Nicky Clear that have been in around Kilkenny panels and been really good players over the last number of years. But they're coming to the fore now, they're hitting the right age, a lot of them, and that kind of underage success that we've seen over the last decade or so has um, materialised for Benesbridge, and they're a serious force to be reckoned with. And I think it's a short again, beating a very good clarified, a clarified I would fancy if. if Bally here are obviously my favourites, but I think Clare will be right in behind them with with the likes of Bennis Bridge as well. So it was a really good win for them. The league may be a bit more um, kind of important to put on it than the Shield final there would have been. So good good, good results for them. And they enter into um, what probably is, of course, is the play around against Bally Hill in the quarter final. Not to my water and one, I think, one of the favourites obviously will be done there with the championship uh, this weekend. And then looking at the first round championship games, which I said earlier, were doubling up as quarterfinals for relegation as well. You know, the first game we look at there is Aaron's own against Tullerone. Big scoring game, uh, four goals and 11 points to two goals and 22 points in favour of Tullerone. Aaron's own, you know, they, they, are, they are struggling a little bit this year, but I would say Tullerone conceding four goals in a match wouldn't be overly wonderful either. You know, it's not great. It's a bit of a kind of a leaky-loose game in the sense that Aaron's side really played to their capacity, you know, the ones that they're absolutely best in reach their potential, but ultimately championship hurling Eddie Hill, it's not about how good you play, it's about whether you get over the line like the Valley Hill, Sermox manager actually mentioned after their victory, it doesn't matter how good a team you think you are, whether you win by one point or a hundred points, it's, it's insignificant in championship, and Tullerone yeah, of course, it'll be disappointing, conceding 4-11 against a corner side who haven't been great throughout the course of the league and obviously into the championship now they haven't been too great so Tullerone might look at that and say we well, need something to improve on but they're into the quarter final with Colmer and I'm sure if Aaron Zonk was soft scores in Tullerone they would um, it's a big win for Tullerone they go into the championship now I think they're facing uh, the Borough in the next round in the quarter final which will, oh sorry not the Borough of course it's um, Clare in the quarter final which will be a, a close affair as well I think we're in for four close affairs actually in the quarter final but Tullerone on the back of good form I think they're kind of had a decent league campaign taking up three points and Rowan on the other hand I think I do worry for them a bit and one for Rowan Steele I think are kind of propping up the rest at the moment this year in league and championship um, Aaron Rowan have been in serious trouble of relegating back down to the media where they haven't been for quite some time because just something doesn't seem to be right there at all with them um, they have a serious serious game to the fourth now obviously against Greg Body Cannon in the relegation semi-final and again that's a toss of a kind I think you know they drew in the in the league earlier in the season and I think um, both sides really aren't going in with much form but big win for Tullerone look championship like I said I know it's a bit of a cliche and a lot of people will say it but once you get to that stage of the competition it doesn't matter how your league campaign pans out um, it's all about championship and if you can get over the line you obviously set yourself up for what can be a memorable or historical campaign if Tullerone can go all the way now and that's not you know some people might say that to be far-fetched or they don't have the quality to do so, but they're only three games away, two games away from a county final and three games away from winning. That is a long way, don't get me wrong, but I think that in, in facing Clare, they'll certainly have a chance. And uh, it's very rare to see Tullerone get hammered. I know they had a disappointing game against Bally Hale, but they'll be in the round it against Clare. So, um, yeah, they're, they're entering the quarterfinals, I think, on the back of a good run of form as well. Dixborough against Liz Downey. Liz Downey, you know, have been... I, you know, you can't be unlucky all the time. I know that's, you, you know, that's... Yeah, fair to say but like Liz Downey like I mean every game it's been a one score game that they've been involved in and again against Dixborough they were, they were on the wrong side of a one point defeat yeah I think the thing with Liz Downey I, I must uh, have to kind of celebrate them in one sense they've been a bit of fresh air since they came up uh, they really play a nice expansive style of hurling they're kind of not um, 
the maybe more akin to sort of the inter-county side that we see now, obviously not at the same level in terms of quality or intensity, but the way they play, it's really short passing, low balls into the forward, it's really easy on the eye, and it has led to some decent results, but I think the one thing that's holding them back is maybe, I suppose maybe lack of belief for what's of a better player in the sense that I think when it, when it comes to the crunch in those games, like that's a taller own game, um, you think about their three points to beat the Bench Bridge, obviously at the weekend, a heartbreak and lost to Dixborough, I just wonder if they have the real belief that they can go over the line in these games against experienced senior sides and seems to be kind of just standing to the teams that they're facing that they have that extra bit of experience and senior where obviously they live down and don't at this grade. And there, is, there is a big difference between intermediate hurling and intermediate hurling and senior hurling idea and it probably has just caught it down at the end of those games. I mean, they've been in every single one of the games. Like you say, if they, if they haven't got a draw, which they did in two of their games uh, against the Village, obviously, and against... Um, Colorado on the opening game they've lost by one score to the Borough and Venice Street and these are good sides that they're facing um, and they're, they're really in the game but I just think it is that lack of experience that probably led to them being involved in relegation semi-final having said that I don't think they will get relegated to be honest with you they got the tie of the round three really, the one that everyone would want to grow and see down a bad run of form type of, would presume is low so I would have them as heavy favourites to um, win that game and avoid the relegation final um from Dick's World's point of view, again, it's just sort of getting over the lines, but I do think they'll be a bit worried. Their form has dropped off recently. You think of that last league round defeat against the Lachlan, they were quite poor in the final quarter. Gold line against the Downey, that's what it's all about, but they go into the championship now. I just wonder if they're a bit kind of, they almost started off too quick in the sense, you know, they started off the, start of the league campaign really well. Good victory against Coleman, the draw against Clara, and since then the kind of their form has dropped them. They're playing a village side who are red hot in form. Clearly, I think I've laid a focus on really going on win the championship. So I think they're going that as slight underdogs in that town derby. But I might too, because you just never know in championship already. I think that's the beauty of it. That's why so many people across the county love it. And Greg Bally Callan then against uh, Bally Hale Shamrocks. Greg Bally Callan put up a, a really strong fight there. I know six points in the end. I think was the fight, you know the, the winning margin for for Bally Hale Shamrocks. But I was listening to that game on KCLR myself and. With six or seven minutes to go, that game was in the melting pot. It was, Eddie, but I just think, um, I was speaking to Brendan, actually, the commentator afterwards, and I, there was just a real sense of, you know, we go again, and they think that it obviously was tight going into those final ten minutes, and he's having a pull level, could never pull ahead despite having a lot of the play, and you just thought those missed opportunities that they had. Probably had a missed opportunity too, but when you're this serious under like Greg Bally Callan were, in that game in Callan on Saturday afternoon, you really do have to be taking the chances when you get them. Like Venice Bridge did actually earlier in the league, I know they maybe have a, a lot more quality than Bally Callan would have, but they took their chances and they left too much of a mountain for Bally Hale to climb. They eventually got over the line, despite Bally Hale coming back into it. Bally Callan left the door open for Bally Hale and he always fancied them to walk right through into the championship quarter final. I think ultimately, you know, the goal at the end, I think it was Bally Callan that drew level and then bang, bang, like that, Joey Cuddy. And Colin Fenley just put a six-point gap out of it. I think TJ Reid and Owen Cody nearly knocked on um, another couple of scores and there was an eight-point deficit for Valley Canada with nowhere really in, in the chase of two or three minutes. And that's what Valley Hill can do and I don't think any other side really had that firepower we've alluded to in a lot over the last number of weeks. They haven't been on the best performance. Again, they're probably not sitting point their greatest performance against Valley Canada. But just that, that sheer firepower, 323 is a serious score to be, to be getting in championship. Hurling both games tend to be a lot tighter than the league games do. And uh, Bally Hale are just so explosive. And I think Bally Hale, look, it was, it was a good performance. Still, obviously, I don't think they would have been too expected coming out with a victory. They're playing as much as they could. They gave a really good account of themselves. 
and they probably come in into that really, you know, it's another almost mouthwater in the sense we talk about Ballyhale and Bennett's Bridge being my water, but Coleman and Ballyhale is going to be really tight, two proud clubs there who do not want to be involved in a relegation final. I think, you know, again, like I was saying earlier, it's a toss of the coin, but Ballyhale, I think, with that performance will be a bit more kind of jovial and in, in higher spirits in higher spirits than Aaron Donald because they were disappointed against Tullerone. I think they were 10 points down at one stage in that game yesterday. And I just think they haven't hit any sort of form at all. They have nothing to kind of base themselves off going into this and say, well, if we reach this level, we'll definitely have the better of Barry Callan. Whereas Barry Callan, no, I think if they play to a similar level as it is against Barry Hale, um, particularly in that first half, but also throughout the third quarter of the game, I think they'll have far too much for Aaron Donald. So come on after age 11, if Barry Callan can maintain theirs, I think we're looking at an Aaron Donald to see the relegation final. And the last game of the weekend, obviously, O'Loughlin Gales were the biggest scorers of the weekend. Three goals and 25 points to 21 points against Roar in I think O'Loughlin Gales are coming into this championship a little bit under the radar. I haven't heard anyone talking about them. Yeah, they're, 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 I think it's a fair point, that yeah, maybe people haven't been kind of alluding to him. For me, it's always been a kind of a two-tier system in the sense that you had six favourites that for me were the three town teams, O'Loughlin, the Vigil, the Borough, then you have Bennett's Bridge, Clara and Ballyhale, and I don't see how it's changed at all. Um, that was before the ball was thrown in the league, and I think it's exactly the same. Now I don't see anyone from outside those six winning it, you know, with the greatest respect to Tullerone and Mullinavas. Um, the bottom six, obviously, um, are, you know, where they, they are where they are. Um, but just looking at it, you know, Lachlan's really strong performance, but it must be said that with the greatest respect to Rowan to see they had a third league campaign. I think they were the only side across both groups. Uh, to pick up no points, three feet and three, and they were coming in with no form. It was the perfect draw for Lachlan. I think you did. If you, if you were looking for a draw, really, for the first round of the championship, it would be Rowan Steve. And um, it just goes to show you, your league chasing really does count for a lot. You know, they finished third in their group, and that, that meant that they avoided a kind of more trickier test against maybe he's down in at this world, but obviously they eventually got over the line. But for Lachlan finishing third proved really crucial because they had. Um, again, with the greatest respect to the Rowan League, they're a proud club as well, like like every club is, but um, they just don't seem to be at the races at all this year. Lachlan's had the draw that they want, and they've advanced into the quarter final now, and um, in really good form. They obviously have faced Mullen Levant, they'll have a revenge on the ride. They lost that second, league, second round league, league game to them, which was a big shock, but um, both sides again, that, that, that should be a really close one. Just looking at the quarter final draw here, we're up for some really cracking ties this weekend, and I think a lot of, look, I, I personally. Um, I, I take a lot for that second round league game of course infamously it's all at this stage I backed against Mullivat so I don't think I'll do the same again but that really is going to be a tight game one to look forward to both sides in really good form and um, but we'll look at eventually we're, we're at the court final stage of the Kenny Championship now I think all eight teams remain and we'll look to be winning the Championship simple as that I don't think there's any kind of oh if we lose the semi final it'll be a good year they'll just still have their sights set on lifting the cup and going into Leinster however um, unlikely that they've been for some clubs and they are where they are now they're all in the knockout stage and uh, they'd be delighted with where they are and they're deservedly there too uh, Robbie we're going to take a, a quick ad break here now and when we come back we're going to do our predictions for the quarterfinals at the weekend the relegation semi-finals of course aren't until the following weekend so we, we look at the the quarterfinals next weekend for next weekend's games and we might take your predictions so people will know how many you get wrong next Monday night would that be alright Robbie if you want to hold on Perfect. I actually got them all right this week if you listen back. <laughs> well done, Robbie. You know, I mean, a stop clock is right twice a day as well. We'll take an ad break there, Owen. <laughs> full time on KCL Or. With thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at Lahards, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny. Lahards Volkswagen.ie.
And you're very welcome back to Full Time on KCLO. We're still on Senior Hurling in Kilkenny. I'm just going to give you the draws that were made last night there by Jimmy Welch and the team over at Nowlan Park. The draw was Tullerone versus Clara. Ballyhale Shamrocks will be playing Bennett's Bridge. Dixborough will be playing James Stevens. Mulnavat will be playing O'Loughlin Gales. And that's the quarter final pairings. And then in the relegation semi finals, we've got Aaron's Own versus Greg Bally Callan. And we've Roar Inishtig versus Liz Downey, which will be played the weekend after this weekend. So we'll start off with the games that are on this weekend, Robbie. Um, very quick one Tullerone versus Clara. Who's going to win that game and buy him any points? I'll go with Clara by two scores. I think any about four to six points. I think they're just a bit stronger than Tullerone. They were disappointing, obviously, to lose yesterday, but they've been in really good form. Their performance has been strong, so I think Clara advanced to the semi final there. And history will tell you that as well. But Tullerone will be in the game, no doubt about it. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be with you on that prediction there. I think Clara will be a little bit too strong for Tullerone, but I think it'll be tight. I, 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 you know, it could, it could go either way. Ballyhill Shamrocks against Bennett's Bridge, definitely the tie of the weekend. Oh, you, if you're a neutral fan, you're just looking forward to this so much. I think two great sides, probably the two favourites in many people's eyes, actually going with the county championship. They met at a relatively early stage here in the quarter final. You think back to that open league game, they've alluded to a lot over the last number of weeks. That three point win for Bennett's Bridge, but I think Shamrocks are probably in a better state now than they were at that stage, whereas Venice Bridge and I think they've improved too much. That's not a criticism of them. They're in a, that's a really high level of performance, but I think the Shamrocks have an extra gear or two to move into, so I just think they'll do that there. But Venice Bridge, I think if they come out with a similar level of intensity or even higher level, they'll have a chance. But I'll just go with the Shamrocks. I think experience and firepower up front and quality just stands them. Um, I'll go with one score victory for them. The Borough versus Dixborough versus James Stevens. Yeah, again, another exciting one. I think the village are uh, just stronger than but the borough at the moment. But I think, again, you know, it's just so difficult to choose between these two sides. Um, but I do think the village, just with that shield victory at the weekend, they've been really solid. They haven't lost the game um, compared to this borough, who have kind of weaned off of it. I think, you know, disappointed enough against the Lachlan. It's just barely over the line against the down. So I think the village will go into the semi final again there, yeah. And then the last game in the quarterfinals is Mullinavat versus O'Loughlin Gales. Yeah, I, I tell you, I, I'm not sure any. I want to kind of sit on the centre of this one, but if you're really pushing me, I think I'll just, just go with Mullinavat for this year um, for the only reason being that they did defeat O'Loughlin, so they have kind of history there of getting the better of O'Loughlin in the second round of the league. And I think that might stand to them just about, but I think O'Loughlin, like you said, are serious contenders. So this could go either way. I think that would probably be the closest of um, the game across the weekend. I think it would be a one-point victory either way, but I'd just go at one of that. You're agreeing with me when I think that O'Loughlin Gales are serious contenders for this year's championship and then you're predicting them to get knocked out in the quarter-final, yeah, Robbie. Well, in fairness, <laughs> I said all the teams left are serious contenders for this year's so you know, you're not yeah, no, I think I think what's happening is you've you've been too hard on Mulnavat over the last couple of weeks, and you're trying to backtrack so you can travel through Mulnavat. But Robbie, your predictions for the weekend: we're going to go with Clara, Ballyhale, Shamrocks, James Stevens, and Mulnavat to be hopefully your predictions uh, for the semi-finals. But thanks a million, Robbie, for taking my call this evening there on scoreline or on even on full time, I should say. Thank you, Robbie. Oh, yeah.
Thanks a million, Eddie. Thanks very much. And just a reminder there for the games there from the weekend, we've got Tullerone versus Clara, Ballyhale Shamrocks versus Bennett's Bridge, Dixborough versus James Stevens, and St. Er, Mullinavat versus O'Loughlin Gales. And Robbie's predictions were Clara, Ballyhale Shamrocks, James Stevens, and Mullinavat. So it'll be interesting to see how them go. Them games go at the weekend. It's something great to look forward to. So that's all we've got time for tonight on Full Time. I want to say a quick thank you to Darren O'Neill and congratulations to him again on winning the Elite Boxing title at the weekend a remarkable performance from the 36-year-old Paulstown boxer. Of course, Danny Mullins, the jockey, who spoke with us earlier in the show after winning the PWC Champion Chase at Gorham Park and the Great Tree Hurdle in Tipperary on Saldier after coming back from a nasty injury. It's great to see Danny in the plate. And finally, of course, thanks to, to Robbie as well for going through everything on hurling. That's it from myself, Eddie Scally. Just a big thank you to Owen Carey, who's up next. And I'll leave it there. At La Hart Skoda Kilkenny, we have 0% PCP finance on a range of models of new Skodas for 212. Yes, that's 0% for a limited time only. With service plans from 12.99 per month, now is the time to order your new 212 Skoda at La Hart's. Visit laharts.ie or call 056-7704-700 to find out more about our great offers. Finance provided by Skoda Financial Services Ireland and subject to lending criteria. Terms and conditions apply.